Hello and welcome to Propnex, the property podcast about all things related to the future of real estate. I'm delighted that you've joined me today. My name is Gavin Morgan, your host. If you'd like to know a little bit more about me, please check out www.propnex.com. That's P-R-O-P-N-X.com. Or drop me a line if you'd like to chat privately on Gavin R. Morgan at propnex.com. That's G-A-V-I-N-R-M-O-R-G-A-N at propnex.com. Ginger Dalliwell, co-founder of Upflex. It's a pleasure to have you on Propnex today. Thank you very much for joining us. Of course, Gavin. Thank you for having me on this day, Halloween no, day. Well, indeed, <laughs> indeed. And neither of us in costume, Ginger, which is disappointing. <laughs> it's disappointing. Nor, nor have we got a Halloween background, but anyway, I'll be, I'll be making up for that later with my children. Um, Ginger, can we kick off um, with maybe just a bit of an introduction from you to yourself and importantly to Upflex? Sure. Um, my name is Ginger Dollingwell and I'm all the co-founder of Upflex. Um, I've been in the tech space for over 15 years working in Asia, now North America. I started the company with my partner, Christophe Garnier, in 2017. And Upflex is a hybrid workplace technology company. And we bring together a couple of key things. We bring people, space, and data into one platform. We have a global network of very highly quality co-working spaces in, uh, with 7,000 locations in 80 countries. Um, and we continue to um, aggregate spaces everywhere. Uh, we work with over, um, uh, you know, Fortune 500 um, companies um, and that um, are trying to provide more flexibility to their employees. Um, we work through our channel partners um, in the brokering um, fields uh, like Cushman, uh, Newmark, and Colliers um, that have corporate clients that want to provide flexibility to their employees, and they use our technology as the underlining um, technology that provides that digitization of spaces globally. Um, um, you know, we started Upflex in 2017 because we saw this incredible need for um, companies to provide flexibility to their employees. Back in 2017, flexibility was still very, very important for companies because people were asking at, for it. You know, as our lives become more complex and the work that we do becomes more complex and we work on multiple time zones, people needed to have flexibility. And then COVID hit and now, you know, what an amazing uh, transformation um, post-COVID where people realize like, you know, honestly, you can work from anywhere. And um, now um, post-COVID, you know, three years in, people are trying to figure out the new normal. And the reality is um, the fact that we can continue to be productive and work from anywhere. Um, companies now are looking at different workplace strategies and models that um, enable people to continue to be productive and continue to provide the flexibility that they need. Thank you, Ginger. And I mean, when I initially looked at Upflex, 
I mean, my my immediate reaction was, wow, there really is a need for this. I mean, I think it's filling a really important role in the industry at the moment. But one of the things, one of the many things that has hugely impressed me about the platform has been the uh, the technology deployment, uh, the ability to get tech working quickly in and around a number of different vendors, um, channel partners, etc. Because that's something that I've seen well-intended people struggle enormously with pretty much all of my career, certainly where I've seen tech from third parties trying to come into other organizations. How have you cracked that piece of it so well? I think, um, you know, when we, um, when we were building the technology in 2017, we really looked at the, the various needs of the value chain in providing flexibility. You know, um, we knew, we knew that um, corporates needed to um, have a global distribution of space for their people. Um, and they needed the ability to have something that was easy to um, deploy amongst thousands of employees quickly. Um, we also um, realized when we were looking at um, the ecosystem, we needed to provide space where uh, close to where people lived. And um, we tapped into the co-working industry. You know, um, we wanted to provide spaces close to uh, 15 or uh, 10 to 15 minutes from where people live. Um, and co-working spaces in 2017 had a um, had about 40% of unsold inventory any given day. And we were able to tap into that. Um, and that was true of corporate offices as well, right? Um, companies, even pre-COVID, had about, um, people were spending about 60% of their time at their desk and the 40% they weren't. And um, so we knew those economics going into building this product. Um, I think we also realized um, the broker community needed to provide, we needed to provide insights that they could go back to their corporate clients and provide insights into how people were actually using space or different types of spaces. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so within our platform, you know, the key, key ingredient was data for the, uh, the brokers or the uh, real estate people um, and in information access to spaces for employees to um, enjoy um, close to where they lived. And we cracked those two things and provide yeah. a really simple platform to do that, I think, has really helped us scale very yeah. quickly. Because the size of, um, I want to come back to some of the um, the habits or the habit, new habits that are forming that you talked about, but you've been able to scale very, very quickly. I mean, you've got a proper global presence um, with a number of different people. And I mean, anything else that you think contributed to that? I mean, it, it is impressive. Yeah, I think um, I think um, as we look at corporates today, um, they're they're now thinking about talent being everywhere, and so we have a dedicated team that is able to look at their talent strategy and realize that you know as as we now companies can hire anywhere, we can help them formulate some of those decisions early um, and and uh, deploy them you know usually corporates would take years planning um the growth of their talent and saying and building offices around that and um what we're able to do is say okay you want to build a workforce in these markets very quickly 
Let's start with uh, on-demand access to spaces and then build those clusters and uh, and enable these people to access space whenever they need it. Yeah. Um, and so those decisions are happening faster, I think, um, because they have solutions like Upflex when it comes to workspaces, but they also have solutions like Velocity Global, which enables them to hire people anywhere very quickly and get over some of the complications that you have when you're building um, talent globally. Yeah. And um, I think those those types of solutions, including ours, has enabled companies to move faster than they have in the past. Yeah. And Ginger, what are the other pieces of the platform that I find um, just very irrelevant because of the way organizations are trying to drive efficiency and also trying to accommodate a much more mobile workforce is how you're able to enter a relationship with a corporation for a certain amount of space and then work with them through the quality of the data that you can provide to help them right-size the space that they're using in any given location on a week-on-week or a month-on-month basis. Um, That's incredibly helpful to corporations that are trying to stay lean and efficient, but the right size for what they need to be doing. And I would have thought one of the got to be one of the biggest selling points of the platform at the moment, particularly in the sort of world that we're in today, um, to use Upplex. Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, um, uh, that was one of our key um, value propositions when we first started the company is how do we create a more sustainable um, um, experience and work, you know, uh, there's a lot of waste out there. And with our platform, companies are able to um, see the, the, the demographic, you know, the way people are using space and they're able to understand um, the utilization of that space very, very quickly and the behaviors of uh, the frequency of how, when people are going in and how often. Uh, and I think they're also within our platform, we're also able to give visibility in, ter- in terms of collaboration. We can uh, demonstrate in the platform you know, groups of people accessing space on certain days and times and what that impact is um, on their real estate strategy. Um, you know, being able to provide space to groups easily and um, being able to look at those data points and um, understand where they may want to kind of downsize and then recluster their employees into spaces that are maybe closer um, and shorter commutes where they can get more um, um, usage. Um, and so yeah. you can see that within the platform very easily. We're able to bring in data sources. It's kind of like the omni-channel approach where you're mm-hmm. able to bring in data sources, not only from your current HQ, but also third spaces, your hubs uh, as well, um, so that you're able to see all these data points um, together and see the differences in why people are making certain choices and the types of spaces people are gravitating to. And those insights are really um, incredible to watch because they're real time, as you mentioned, Gavin. Um, And for many um, real estate professionals, getting that type of insight previously was really, really difficult. But also change the ability to use it as well, because the, you know, in the old world of, fixed long leases where you had X amount of space and that was what you had for the duration of a lease in most cases. The type of data that you're talking about, I mean, even if that was informing great decisions that you could have made, it was very often hard to make them or certainly very hard to make them quickly because you were encumbered with a fixed amount of space for 
10, 15, 20 years. The evolving world of flexibility is actually increasing the ability for corporate real estate leaders and business leaders to, you know, take a, for want of a better way of putting it, a mothership space increasingly rely on flexibility to stay right-sized month on month through exactly the type of data that you're distilling for these organizations. The other, um, the other opportunity that I see here is, you know, it's one of my favorite topics, but it's the landlord ecosystem, um, which I, I think I, you're probably sick listening to me on this topic, but <laughs> I, I still see a model in the future where owners are providing more flexibility, ability to quickly up and downsize based on sort of, again, core tenant demands in their building and the ability to operate flexibility uh, properly and to react to data in the way that you're suggesting, it really is starting to walk owners in the direction of being able to do this efficiently because it's important to be able to do it profitably and it is important to be able to do it where the tenants don't just see an intangible benefit. They want to see a tangible benefit on the bottom line through doing this as well. But it seems to me uh, a space as well where yeah, there could be a positive operational carbon um, mm-hmm. uh, opportunity as well. And um, rather than providing all of the answers, I just wanted to stop there and sort of seek your views on that as well in, in the owner space. Yeah, you know, there it's expected that over 5 million professionals will be using um, flexible spaces next year, which is a tremendous increase, right? Um, If you look at the real estate portfolio of most companies, um, flex uh, was 5% and it it expected to grow to about 25%. And as a landlord, it's becoming very, um, whether it's a landlord or a corporate, you know, attracting people back into office spaces or buildings is becoming a real um, challenge for many um, landlords and corporates. And, you know, this, I, um, people are comfortable working from anywhere. And when they enter into these spaces, there needs to be a real purpose, right? Whether it's a purpose that um, you're going into your corporate office for, or as a building owner, you can no longer think about space. You're also building community. Right. And so when you think about uh, as a landlord building community, you need to create um, more interesting amenities that you're offering your your tenants and their employees to come back into your spaces. Yeah. Um, and and so I think there's a tremendous opportunity where landlords have the ability to kind of look at their real estate portfolio. They may not be feeling the impact yet because they're still sitting on leases that are, um, you know, over the next couple of years, companies are going to decide that, you know, I can't, well, most companies will not be signing, you know, um, five-year leases. You know, um, the majority will be signing shorter-term leases because they need to, the world is so uncertain right now. It is a risk for most companies to sign long-term leases. And unless, you know, um, um, they need manufacturing or, or things like that. But when it comes to enabling people to work in an office space, short-term leases or more flexibility in that lease arrangement is going to be more advantageous for yeah. a landlord to offer. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Hot ginger for sure. And I mean, just, you know, picking up on a few things you said there, look, the, um, a long lease, um, 
you know, there's an argument to say that it um, compromises an employer's ability to continue to keep the right talent happy at a level that ensures that they stay in organizations. I mean, technology is changing how occupied spaces can be and how they can work around the needs of employees at a much more rapid rate than um, has ever happened historically. So, you know, that's it speaks to exactly what you're saying as well, that, you know, the ability to refresh and change and relook at how workspaces are sort of projected to employees at much shorter intervals, I think is very important moving forward. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's, it's, it's such a, it's such an interesting space. And I mean, flexibility is really something that helps solve for that. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, one of the areas that we're working on with landlords is the ability for the landlord to maintain the tenant experience beyond their own sites. Um, so uh, what we've done is we've worked with um, partners in the UK where their tenants may not be coming back into their own corporate sites, but they want to maintain that tenant relationship. And what we do is we plug in our network. So that, you know, for those employees that don't want to make that commute or have other restrictions, um, the the landlord is still able to have visibility into um, how um, those um, users are, um, are able to access spaces outside beyond their own headquarters and be able to collect that data um, that goes beyond their own buildings, but still maintain that tenant relationship and I think that uh, I think that's what's really interesting um, in the new world is it's not just about space. It's about, you know, your clients and, and being able to service your clients where they need to be serviced. And um, sometimes it goes beyond just your space, but creating totally. the ability for people to move between spaces um, and yeah. continuing to maintain that relationship. And we do that with uh, some of our co-working partners today who may have only one site, or they have 39 locations, but they want their people to be able to move around. And we provide the technology layer to do that. Yeah. And sorry, Ginger, I almost jumped on sort of what, you, <laughs> what you were saying a couple of sentences ago that you might have noticed. But, um, you know, it, it's really interesting. Owners, you know, many of the big owners in the world are genuine, are some of the world's most impressive corporations. Mm-hmm. But most of the history of those organize, organizations is providing really good quality, um, well-designed, fit-for-purpose shells or, you know, exterior, in the main pieces of real estate that corporations go into and then do whatever they do or do whatever they did within them. But it seems to me that there is so much more pressure now on those organizations to become hybrid owner operators of real space, real estate space, because that is what the occupiers and more specifically their employees are looking for. And that, as you quite rightly also said, includes leveraging what's around their assets and their asset portfolios, as well as cleverly stocking their own specific assets with what complements what's around and about outside. But that is a huge pivot and a huge skill set shift for some of those sophisticated owner organizations. And one thing that I'm seeing and observing with interest all around the world is just how, you know, how many are actually making that pivot in a way where they're getting productive 
uh, from the get-go. And I don't think, completely understandably, I don't think many are at this stage. I think it's a journey to get to that level because this, as I said earlier, it needs to be more profitable for the owners mm-hmm. and it needs to be tangible. It needs to be, it needs to be financially beneficial to the tenants while providing better environments. But I do think that organizations like Upflex and the technology and facilities management capabilities that are out there today can actually enable the type of environment that we're talking about. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, there's a lot of investment being made at the, the building level where, you know, um, uh, the experience of the user entering into the space is um, um, the investments that are going into those areas with IoT to being able to unlock, you know, the elevator and making sure the temperature is perfectly aligned with the individual. And that personalization is phenomenal. Um, I think I think at the same time, um, as we think about space, um, I think people are looking for different types of amenities within within buildings. Uh, one of the, one of the areas that um, you know, as companies kind of s- scale down, um, maybe where um, employees have desk uh, individual desks, um, more and more companies are investing in collaborative spaces, um, phone booths. Um, you know, um, they're looking for more in- innovative immersive experience because most companies are going to have a portion of their employees that will be offline and there needs to be a lot more sophisticated technology um, uh, that may be costly for a corporate to invest in, but an owner could create and make bookable for their tenants. Um, Maybe, you know, so there's all these really cool new uh, ways that you can use space to create that sense of community and and enable through tech uh, specialized spaces that tenants your tenants can tap into that's bookable and um, where you can increase the margins on right um, that mm-hmm. uh, that mm-hmm. can be quite interesting. Andrew, you've led me right to my last question for you today. So, <laughs> what tech or thing out there in the real estate industry do you think? is going to have the biggest impact on the industry over the course of the next three to five years? Well, you know, everyone's talking about the metaverse. <laughs> um, and as a technologist... Talking about it, but not understanding it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, j- just imagine a world where you turn, you know, you have a pair of glasses that allow you to get into this immersive experience. I think um, um, offline, online immersive experience a lot of a lot of um, technology is going to be based on being able to live in these um, two worlds at the same time um, and the investments in that are going to be staggering and right now it sounds like it's a lot of fun where you can go create yourself an avatar and enter into a metaverse and hang out with your buddies but a lot of these spaces are being used by um, training facilities, right? Um, where you can learn um, specific, like in healthcare, they're being used to um, help surgeons learn how to um, do surgery. And um, for um, you know, people in the tech technical space to be able to 
create um, prototyping in a physical off in these virtual spaces, right? So I, I, I think that that's going to have a huge impact. And I think um, owners of spaces have the ability to create these really in- interesting spaces for people to enter into, but still collaborative, uh, collaborate in these virtual environments. And yeah. so really excited about that. And also that opportunity to, <clears throat> I think, show people in a better way than we've ever been able to do historically um, what actually their physical spaces might be like you know using something yeah. like this too but i know there are a lot of metaverse fans out there they would not appreciate me suggesting that the metaverse <laughs> be used in that way um ginger uh Daly, well, uh, yeah. co-founder of Uplex. it's been a real pleasure having you on up next today and thank you very much for your time yeah but it's been such a pleasure and wonderful to speak to you and love to join you again on any other conversations and well, i look forward we'll to that thank you, you. See you in the metaverse. (laughs) And on that note, thank you. (laughs) So that's a wrap for today's show. I'd like to thank you very much for tuning in to listen today and hope to welcome you back to hear some of our future shows. As I mentioned earlier, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about me, look at www.propnex.com. That's P-R-O-P-N-X.com. Or drop me a line on Gavin R. Morgan at propnex.com. That's G-A-V-I-N-R-M-O-R-G-A-N at propnex.com. I hope to hear from you soon. And thank you very much again for tuning in today. All the very best.